I would like to direct your attention to the Word of God. The Lord began to deal with my heart. Because of the times we're in, to speak on a message, certain things in uncertain times. Certain things in uncertain times. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, we're thankful for the word of God. Let it speak to our hearts certain things, certainly the things we can depend on in uncertain times. Amen. During an impassioned sermon about death and the final judgment, a pastor said forcefully, each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Glancing down at the front pew, there was a guy with a big smile on his face. So the minister repeated the statement, and he said, Each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. The man nodded, and he smiled even more. And this got the preacher wound up, right? So he pounded the pulpit, and he emphatically uh, said the ultimatum again, Each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Though everyone else in the congregation was looking all somber, the man in the front continued to smile. Finally, the preacher stepped off the platform, stood in front of the man and shouted, I said, each member of this church is going to die. The man grinned from ear to ear. After the service was over, the preacher made a beeline for the man. I don't get it, the preacher said in frustration. Whenever I said, each member of this church is going to die, your smile got bigger. Why? The man said, smiling, I'm not a member of this church. When things go on in our lives, and you say, well, preacher, everybody's scared. I'm not a member of that church. When it seems like fear just comes in like a flood, when the enemy comes in like a flood, why are the Christians smiling? Because I've got joy, 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 joy down in my heart. We don't have to participate in a fear fest. Now, first of all, we'd like to look at what Paul wrote to Timothy, which is really what the Holy Ghost speaks to us with. Why do they make sequels in movies? This is from 2 Timothy. Well, honestly, they probably make a sequel because the first one did well in the marketplace, and they think a second movie would also make a profit. It'd be good in the market. Second Timothy was kind of a sequel. It's the second of three pastoral epistles. They're written to give pastors instructions for how to do the order of the church, the discipline of the church, and the doctrine of the church. First Timothy was a, a pastoral epistle. Titus is a pastoral epistle. And then you have the sequel to First Timothy, Second Timothy. Paul's thought, well, if I shared uh, what was shared in the first letter would be a blessing. I think the second letter has something that will be a blessing too in the marketplace of Timothy's life. You know, almost 2,000 years later, I believe Second Timothy will have value in the marketplace of your life and my life. Concerning the Bible, some have said uh, things about it. George Washington said it's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Napoleon Bonaparte said, the Bible is more than a book. It's a living being with an action, a power that invades everything that opposes its extension. Andrew Jackson, of whom Jacksonville is named after, it said, it is the rock on which our republic 
rests. When, when uh, the Word of God says in 2 Timothy, it says that God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Now, when someone hands you something, what do you do? You usually characteristically put your hand out and receive it. And so if all the news coverage is negative, you kind of put your hand out. It's kind of what we do. I remember a long time ago, my wife and I were coming up to our our uh, our place where we stayed, and I saw this big frog, so I scooped it up. Now, it was dark, and she didn't see me do that. And as we were, you know, getting ready to get in, I, I asked her, I said, honey, can you hold this? And so without looking, she just kind of put her hand out, and I, I put the frog in her hand. And for a moment, she didn't know what she was holding, and then, of course, that frog took flying lessons. And uh, my wife now looks when I hand her things. That doesn't work, married men. It only works one time. But now she looks at what she's being handed. I believe that as, as men and women of faith, we should look at what somebody's handing us. That includes spiritual things. If society is handing you this attitude of fear, let's notice what the Bible says. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Once my wife had the frog in her hand, she realized, I don't want that. In an emotional or spiritual sense, fear is offered to us. We should say, I'm not a member of that church. I can't control what happens in society, but I definitely can control what happens inside of me. I can control the response to what is done around me. Uh, fear, I renounce being a victim. I renounce being controlled by fear. The book of Acts, if you, after the apostles uh, saw the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four Gospels. And then you find it's called the Acts. Really, it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. But he moved in the Apostles. That, that's where we get action. You know, when I was a kid, I played with dolls. It's a preacher, but I, I'm going to stop the message right now. Well, hear me out. Maybe a second grader. Uh, I played with uh, G.I. Joes. They used to be 12 inches tall, just like a Barbie. Say, preacher, but that's not a doll, but it really was a posable doll. But you see, the makers of that doll, Hasbro, knew that boys traditionally wouldn't play with dolls. Parents wouldn't buy them for boys. So what they did is they marketed it as a soldier, and they didn't use the word doll. They called it an action figure, and they gave him weapons and a helmet and fatigues, and I played with them. Well, I like that term, though action figure. God has not given us a spirit of fear to freeze us, but action. We want to look at three things that God has given us, that God had given Timothy, and that God gives not only to pastors, but believers. Uncertain times, we need certain things. The first is the certainty of God's power. Said so God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us power. The Bible says that sin shall not have dominion over me. We have power in our life. Sometimes we need to realize that uh, we have power in our life. Timothy, it says in verse 6, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I was reading, you know, Bruce Lee had a brother that was a vegetarian, Broccoli. 
Well, really, there was this, when I was in boot camp as a boxing illustration, uh, we, we boxed in this, in boot camp in the Marine Corps, we boxed in, maybe it was about a five by five boxing ring, five feet by five feet, and you'd put two Marines in there with headgear and boxing gloves, and it had a three sides, it had a tarp up on three sides of the boxing ring, it was closed, about five feet high. And then basically you had enough room just to slug, not to move. And so I was paired up with another guy. I think it was Recruit Labadee from New York. And, and they told us, you know, they dinged the bell or whatever. And the guy began to bounce my head all over the place. And it does not feel good to get hit in the head. And the company first sergeant, I still remember this, he stopped the fight. And he looked at me and he said, well, are you going to hit him? Now, you, you know, I felt more like a doll than like an action figure. What he did was he said, hey, this is a fight. You're not a victim. And he basically called me a girl. And, and I didn't like that, right? So I remember, and I didn't know much about boxing, and I still don't. But I, I know that I am not going to sit and let someone beat on me. And so as soon as that uh, fight started again, with everything that I had, I hit the dude in the face. And I think I probably would have lost the match on points, but I bloodied his lip. And, and in a boxing match, look, I didn't really hurt him, but it really made me feel good. Why? Because I didn't realize it took that man to stop the fight and say, stop getting beat up. Fight back. You know, as a Christian, don't let fear take control of you. Fight back. Realize that God, there is a certainty of the power of God inside of a Christian life. You gotta stir it up and you gotta activate it by prayer, activate it by faith, activate it, do something in the Word of God, do something by faith. But also, we have the certainty of God's love. The certainty of God's love. We read that Paul, in introducing this letter to Timothy at the beginning of the, of the epistle or the letter, he, he says some things. First of all, Timothy was loved. It says in verse 2, how do you know? It said, my dearly beloved son, in verse 2, he was loved. And then in verse 3, it said he was prayed for. Don't you know that if you're a Christian, you go to church, you probably have a pastor that prays for you. If you go to church with us, your pastor does pray for you. Even if you just show up once in a while, you get prayed for. You're not alone in this. God loves you. And there's people praying for you. It also said that he understood what was going on. He said in verse 4, he was mindful of his tears. Timothy was facing some situation that, that was bringing him to tears. It was rough. And we face times like that. In, in a season in America and in the world, there's some tough times going on. But Paul was mindful of Timothy's fears. God knows what you're going through and you're not alone. And then... He goes back and he said in, in verse 5, I'm reminded, I call to remembrance the unfeigned or the true faith that is in thee, which first dwelt in grandma named Lois and mother named Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. The certainty of God's love. He was stirring him up saying, wait a second, God loves you, I love you, the faith that you have is real. You know, in the Bible, love is not just an emotion. It's more of an action. For God so 
loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Love is an action. The Bible said in 1 John 4 and 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 14, Wow, this is a tall order. Let all your things be done with charity. What is it saying? Do everything in love. But it's saying do things. God gave us a spirit of love not to feel things, but to do things. Because God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his saints, uh, showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Let us not be weary in well-doing, the Bible says, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. God, There's coming a season, you know, it might be a season, but right now I'm going to sow because there's coming a season of reaping. It's not a season to be afraid. It's a season to stir up God's power. It's a season to do, to show the love of Jesus to someone who does have fear because they don't know Jesus. And the third thing, God gave us a certainty, just one more thing, of a sound mind. It's been shared, you're not always what you think you are. You've met those people, right? But what you think you are. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, people often ask you, what do you think? And that's a good question. So do situations. Sometimes situations kind of force things on us. We're, 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 we're uh, tempted to think, oh, it's all going to fall apart. Oh, it's all going to fall down. Wait a second. What do I think? God gives me a sound mind. He gives me a pure mind. It, the first thing it says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1 Beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. That word pure literally means judged by sunlight. Our minds are open to the light of God's word, the salvation in Jesus Christ, the goodness of his mercy, his forbearance, his love to us, and we walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship with who? Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Son of God cleanseth us from all sin. And it's also a mind that's patterned after Jesus. It's a pure mind and it's a patterned mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God predestinated us to be conformed to the image of God's Son, that's what I'm supposed to think. God gave me a sound mind. It's a certain thing. And it's a gift of God for you. And God also gave a positive mind. A positive mind. Two Christians were asked, if they were stranded on a desert island, what one book would they choose to have with them? Well, one said, he raised his hand and he said, the Bible, of course. And then uh, the other man was said, you're by yourself on a desert island. What one book would you have? And the believer thought and he said, ah, a book on boat building. Why? Because he knew with the grace of God, he's getting off that island. Why? He had a positive mind because he had that attitude of all things work together. They're not all good, but they work together for good. Because 
to them that love God, if you love God, let me tell you what, love goes both ways. God loves you and he's going to work it out for the good. Being confident of this very thing that he, which began a Good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God started something. We're in uncertain times. Welcome. They're uncertain times. So was the lion's den. So was David and Goliath. So were the the three Hebrew men that were in that burning, fiery furnace. But brethren, they had a sound mind. And they kept their mind on God. And if you read those situations, they worked out well for the believers in each case. And you know what? God will work it together for good in your life. Certain things in uncertain times, God gives you power, His love, and a sound mind all the way from heaven. Don't give in and don't accept. Don't be a member of that church, as that man said. I'm not a member of that church because I'm going to believe in God. And he's bigger than the situation. He's bigger than whatever's going on. And God's going to bring me through it on the other side. And I'm not going to wait until the battle is over, like the chorus said, to shout the victory. Don't wait till the battle is over to shout the victory. Certain things in uncertain times. God bless you is our prayer. And enjoy your day. It's from God.